Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy National Golf Club. This is Nice Shot Pods, featuring Tractor, the Rhino, the Moose, the 2002 PGA Champion Rich Beam, Hazeltine's 2013 Blue Tee Open Champion Patrick Hunt, and Paul. This week, it's PGA Championship Week, and we discuss TPC Harding Park. We play fantasy golf games, and we discuss the Hazeltine National Invitational. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Nice Shot Pods. It is the first major week of the year. And we're, we're excited. Uh, guys, we got a special little treat this week, too. First off, this great show is brought to you by FantasyNational.com. You can save 20% by going to FantasyNational.com slash pods. I might actually use it this week, so that could be exciting. Um, oh, don't, don't. We have such a good bit going. It is. I know, <laughs> but like maybe I want to do better. Um, okay, fair enough. But guys, we got a special guest this week. Two of them. Two, actually, yeah. Well, one's more special. One and a half. And one's chopped liver. Yeah, pretty much. Um, guys, we got Rich Beam here. And with his illustrious tour caddy, Patrick Boyce, how are you guys doing? Um, we're spectacular. I think we're peaking right now, actually. <laughs> I'd like to think we're tapering before we peak. Uh, I like to peak. <laughs> <laughs> So have you guys been out of this this moose here? You guys been out in the course? Have you guys been down there for how when what's the what's the travel plans been here so far? Well, so I got in on Saturday as a good player would be. My caddy shows up mid-afternoon on Sunday, and then I went out to the golf course all day. And my caddy took the day off, went roaming around San Francisco with his daughter doing absolutely nothing. I think that they went down to Fisherman's Wharf, they had a couple of bloody Marys. And they followed up with some more wine and champagne. And he's just been, I mean, he literally is doing everything that I, I totally signed on for because he is, he is as worthless as tits on a bull as a caddy. (laughs) However, the entertainment value alone is why I bring him along. And that's all that matters. That's why I joined it. That's exactly right. And I don't, obviously when I hired, when I hire caddies these days, it's more about entertainment value. Um, borrow, borrow from your wife for a little bit. Um, but you know, it, it's it's fun. You know, this is the third time Patrick and I've been a, uh, at a PGA Championship together. And, um, failed miserably the first year in Quail Hollow, and then last time we came pretty damn close to making the cut at Belle Reve. So we're thinking this year is going to be the uh, year of the dynamic duo. Yeah, hey, you, you you had a close call at 3M uh, a couple of weeks ago too. That had to be tough. One shot. Well, it wasn't that tough when you know that that your caddy just can't read greens, and so you can just walk off the golf course blaming him, like every other tour professional uh, who misses the cut by one. Um, no, and I and I just when I say this, I think as everybody probably can hear by the in my voice, but yeah, I mean, funny enough, I hit the ball the first day like dog's not. I mean, it was terrible, and my my chipping was 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 unbelievable but it's just hard when you don't play you know competitive golf for eight nine months and then you gotta you gotta tee it up and you know funny enough i think we played one practice round on wednesday and that was that was in between doing all the things that i was doing for sky sports golf or my other jobs so if, if i could add in uh, rich moonlights i will tell you uh yes we missed by one but the last hole which is our number nine so it was our 36th hole rich made in my opinion from what i've seen probably the best shot hit the entire weekend all four days, frankly, even though for us it was just two short days. But 
Season waste area number nine, blowing uh, a little over 20, probably right to left, water has on the right. And he sent a seven wood up in the air, let it come back in to probably 12 feet. And uh, <laughs> the putt was 270 degrees, but out, unfortunately. But uh, he had a hell of a shot. Yeah, it was uh, that, that kind of, that stung a little bit, I got to say. I was really hoping that was going to fall because I figured the cut was going to be 200. But, you know, we grinded it out for 36 holes, and unfortunately, it just wasn't meant to be. But it was, it was a lot of fun. Always so warm up for this week. Yeah. So, Rich, you were talking about around the green. You were ridiculous at the three. I mean, you, you gained four strokes around the green in two days. Is that just because well, you I, missed a lot of greens? or what? How, how does one well, gain you, four strokes around the green in two well, days? Well, of course, you have to miss a lot of greens. That's the first <laughs> thing about it. Your ball striking has to be just north of abysmal. And if you can do that, then you have a great opportunity to look like Seve and and get it up and down you know it's funny because I, I didn't feel like i was that far off but i i, I wasn't you know funny enough I, I really wasn't driving it that good and that's why the irons were were particularly bad as well but it was just one of those the first round was one of those days where i just i didn't have it and i kind of knew it and i was trying to scrape it around and fight as best i could but i didn't have it and i knew that it. i mean that day could have been spectacular I mean, yeah it was close to being good. yeah it i mean it could have been i mean the first day could have been awful but the second day could have been really good i mean i hit it a lot better gave myself a lot more looks at it um and it, it wasn't easy from the first tee shot out, out of the gate at i think like 7 15 or something like that we were we were battling 15 20 mile an hour wind so it was pretty difficult all day but yeah, i hit a lot better the second day just couldn't quite make the putts when i needed to come down the stretch but you know listen as i said i hadn't teed off in a in a tournament in about eight or nine months and to go out there and, and come that close it was uh i i probably succeeded more than i thought that i could but again you're a competitor i'm a competitor and missing the cut flat out sucks so especially by one stroke ways. like like one know, stroke listen, is listen i made my career i lived on the cut line during my 12 13 year career on the pga tour so it wasn't any it wasn't any shock that i was hanging out on the cut number once again i'll say so. he's the best Predictor of the cut lines, <laughs> yeah, oh, he just know. He just knows. You just know. No, I'm serious. I mean, you know, he's he's got that much experience. He just knows what the numbers going to be. And we talked about that a little bit coming in, and he just kind of knows what he needs to get to. And uh, we, you know, he tried his best. So, so let's back up a little bit and let's talk about this like budding, like caddy player relationship. And what what, what was the genesis between behind this? What soon to be ending? Well, so so when you say player and caddy, you mean player and bag toter. Yes. Well, that, and, I mean, I bet if you need anything looked up on your phone while you're playing, he's right there oh, for you, too. Listen, there's no <laughs> doubt. I like the New York subway system. I'm always a couple minutes late. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's Did just kind of like, you know, I have to pause every once in a while and say, come on, buddy. Come on. Let's go. Yeah, I was going to say, Rich, do you ever look to... backwards and go, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> Oh no, no! Seriously, I, I, yeah, he's getting just, his water and getting his towels clean. Hey, listen, clubs, listen, and, you know all that screwing around stuff. <laughs> We've known each other for so long. I know exactly where to find him. He's always a good 12, 15 steps out of position. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's pretty sad when you call a rules official over and you ask him, "Hey, can you put my caddy on the clock, please?" I hope. <laughs> I hope you can keep up. I swear to God. I'm going to run up ahead. I'm going to have my thumbs twiddling waiting for you. Oh, there is not a chance in hell, but thank you well, for that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> did, did, well, oh, shoot. There's like no fans. So the hits, too. Like how just how defensive when you bring it up is. Rich, That's have, the you, best part. have you ever gotten Pat involved in a caddy race before? Oh, no. No, no, no. no. I mean, there's no chance. No, I mean, look at his body. It's breaking <laughs> down. I mean, listen, it is just, I mean, 
you know, it's, it's really kind of funny when I was, when I, you know, we were walking down one of the holes and, you know, I kind of patted him on the back and I felt the girdle and I kind of thought, <laughs> okay, that's how it is. I, you know, I'll race you tomorrow. I will race you. Well, you're going to have so much energy for not working today. I'm not going to carry the bag when I race you. I'll race you. I might carry a plug. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, Patrick. Patrick, why don't you step a little closer to his mic here and tell us about, like, kind of how you met Rich. Uh, well, I met Rich because um, I remember Hazeltine, and I was on the 2002 PJ Championship uh, Executive Committee. And back then, uh, there was a tradition that as soon as the champion won, the very first act, basically, after signing the card – was to go over and have a picture taken with the uh, host club executive committee. And I was walking up to Chris, or to Rich and I said, um, you know, you get a membership of this deal because at Hazeltine, we have a tradition of giving our champions uh, memberships for life. He said, yeah, I heard that. I said, member, member partner? He said, absolutely. Uh, he's <laughs> reneged on that. We've never, we've never actually done that. But the following year, um, he wanted to bring his friends up who had supported him financially and uh, you know, emotionally and everything else up from El Paso. And I was asked to... Uh, manage that um event and uh you know we had a club against club event and and i talked to rich all winter i remember commenting to my wife at the time i was like you know the weird thing here is i'm just talking to rich there's no agent there's no manager nothing i mean he's booking hotel rooms for his buddies and he's booking restaurant reservations and he's taking care of everything i'm like i, I think i like this guy <laughs> and then uh you know, we really hit it off. The second I picked him up at the airport, we hit it off. Um, continued to do an annual trip with friends. Uh, and then the relationship grew. I mean, our, my daughter um, nannied for uh, the Beams and the European tour for an entire summer when she was 15. Um, he's got a very close relationship with my son, our wives. I mean, just family friends. And it's been kind of one of those karma moments that uh, I'll, I'll never, ever um, take for granted. That's awesome. And then, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then clearly nobody wanted to work for him when he needed a caddy at, uh, in Charlotte for PJ Championship. So and he groveled a little bit, bag, and I, I kind of said, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, well, what's going to happen this week, too? Uh, so <laughs> He did have a caddy cancel. <laughs> Three of them canceled on me. Three? Three of them. I, I, was out th- I was out there at Quail Hall. You guys played with Daly one day, didn't you? Yeah, Daly and uh, VJ. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, what, what a – dynamic pairing yes 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 i've become i've become the jeff knox for the pga championship jeff knox is the the marker who plays on saturdays and sundays at augusta national oh yeah odd number of guys uh so he goes out there and plays so i've become the jeff knox because i have to play with jd every single year uh unfortunately he and his golf cart couldn't make it this year (laughs) and um and so uh carburetor issue i I, yeah carburetor issue but I, I don't know who we're going to get paired with this year, but um, it'll be it'll be somebody new and different that we ha- that we haven't had for the last few years. That's for sure. Because I think I've played with every time that Patrick's caddied for me, we've played with JD. Oh yeah, well he's out. He he just tweeted something saying that like he just had knee surgery, doesn't feel comfortable with coronavirus, and San Francisco is basically the plague and blah blah blah. But well, I, apparently the golf cart wasn't the right color. Um, oh, is that, oh yeah, that's the golf cart. That's right. You, only yeah. one person per cart. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It could be. And and he couldn't. He couldn't bring his his. Um, never mind. I'm not going to say. No, that. I, I, I love. Listen, I love John. Hey, I'm listen, same time, time I know. Listen, and I love John to tears. You know, but he's a really he's a solid as a day is long. I love him, but 
but he, JD's JD, man, and and he's uh, and I'll bust his chops eight days a week, and, and he'll take it too. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but you know, it doesn't surprise me that JD's saying that this is ground zero for coronavirus and and this and that. And it's like John, my friend, you live in I, you live in a world that I just have no idea what it is. <laughs> in, in all honesty, and we have to get uh, COVID tested. It's you know, it's not a hundred percent bubble. There's a little bit of bubble, but. Just being in San Francisco the last couple of days, um, I feel a hell of a lot safer here than I even did back in Hazeltine during our um, invitational event. It's, I, you know, I, yeah. I think they're doing a wonderful job. Yeah, and that's actually but, that's actually a big difference too between the 3M and here is that anywhere indoors at the golf tournament, you have to wear a mask. Whereas up there, half the guys would, half the guys wouldn't. Um, so you, yeah. everybody was just kind of taking it for granted. Now, I mean, it's it's mandatory out here. And that, Part of it has to do with California mandates, but still, it's uh, it's a lot different. And I feel completely safe out here. It's it's. And Minnesota actually mandated right after you left. Of course, it did. Um, well, it probably his fault as well. But <laughs> Rich, let me, let me ask you this: Obviously, former PGA champion, you're now at a major. You just did uh, the 3M last week. Like, are they doing anything to make this feel like a major already? Like, have you seen anything? from the PGA of America standpoint, that's making this feel like more of a major or is it just another event feeling right now? Well, yeah, unfortunately, you know, once you get inside the ropes, the good news is, is that, you know, golf channels got some pretty big coverage of it, you know, as they, as they normally would, you got a lot of things going on and they're showing, they're showing coverage everywhere. But, you know, once you're out there, it's, it's pretty bland, I got to say. And I, and I, and I knew it would be, and I think that's one of the the disappointing things about it is that major championships deserve better. They deserve more. And this golf, th- this town is so golf rich in history that you would like to see the fans out there because you know, they'd be coming out in droves, but it's just one of those things where you can't have it. And there's a huge difference. The golf course is wide open. You don't see any of the grandstands. You see very little things put out. It's just, it's like you would normally play it. Uh, during during normal course of play, except for it's, I mean, it's ridiculously hard. There's no doubt, but you know, there just isn't much to define it. You don't have the the backdrops where you see the huge grandstands and and everything else. So it's part of that is it's just disappointing. But still, you can't do anything about it. That's the way that that the state of the world is at the moment, and everybody's making the best of it. And listen, no matter what, no matter who wins, they're going to be a major champion for the rest of their lives if they're not already one. And you're not going to be able to take deny them that. And they went out and they beat the best fl- the best field that could be assembled because there was guys, there was players that just didn't feel like uh, they didn't feel safe enough for whatever reason, and they withdrew. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything good. I mean, I'm not gonna say anything yeah. bad about that because listen, everybody feels their own their own comfort level. But I just could not see myself ever withdrawing if I were a younger player from a major championship if I felt like I had a chance to win. I just think that it's a, it, it's life changing, and I very well know that firsthand. So I just I feel like the guys that do withdraw because of concerns for COVID, I don't know. I I, I don't necessarily agree with it. I, I will respect their decision, but I don't necessarily agree with it because I feel like they're they're saying, well, you know, they're almost saying that that winning the major PGA Championship is not really worth it. Now, would they withdraw for the Masters or the U.S. Open or anything else? I doubt it. But for whatever reason, um, once again, I think the PGA Championship gets, uh, you know, it, 
it, it feels bad. It feels bad to me anyway. I, I, I totally hear what you're saying from that. Now, I'll tell you what, before we got on, I just thought I'd check on. I was like, oh, Rich Beam dance. I just wanted to like just see the dance. And I was like thinking about, oh, what was he listening to? But then the first thing I noticed was just all the crowds and crowds of people around 18 Green. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it's sad that they're not going to get that moment. Like, could you imagine had you had your like Cinderella story moment in front of nobody? You know, that's that's a good question. Um, you know, no, I, I think it would have I think it would have um, taken away from some of the emotion, possibly. But, you know, I don't know. But I, not the accomplishment. I, I don't. I, yeah, but I wouldn't have. Yeah, Patrick said it right. I wouldn't You're the first it. one to beat Tiger. Like, you know, you didn't. And, uh, there's nothing. To yeah. There, and that, yeah. And that's true. And I, and I just think that, you know, it, like I said earlier, no matter what, whoever walks away from this tournament is going to be a major champion or a a, a major champion for for second, third, you know, sixteenth time, whatever it is. But and that's something you you will never take away. It doesn't matter if fans are here or not. You still got to beat everybody that shows up, and there's a damn good field here. So you better bring your yeah, and they all want to win. You better bring your A game because this golf course isn't going to let up on you, and neither are the other competitors. So you're going to go out there and you're going to have to earn it. It's going to be a challenge from the opening tee shot to the final putt hold and no matter what they're going to give out that Wanamaker trophy and you are going to be a major champion. It's going to be fantastic. So I don't think, I think it, it, there's something missing, which is the fans. But if you can get past that, you still got to go out and you got to perform and, and the pressure is going to be no less intense. Now here's the deal. You know, I'm, I'm going to say I'm not objective. Frankly, you can talk about, you know, best players now in a major, when you win a major last forever, um, forever, there's a champion's dinner forever. You know, there's an invitation to play in this event until, what, age 65? I, I, I think you can play forever, but I won't play until 65. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, but it lasts forever. I mean, it's that meaning for your wants the notch. Yep. Hey, Rich, before we get into uh, talking about your uh, Sky Sports gig, um, when you played a few holes today, what are your impressions so far of the golf course? Coming it's... to a major championship. Is it major championship condition for a PGA? Oh. You know, oh, yeah. walk us through what you kind of had. Yeah, it, it is. This golf course is is so tough, and it's it it's going to wear you out. It really will. You better bring not only your physical game, but you better bring your mental game because you're going to hit it into spots. Even if you hit it, you know, a foot off the fairway uh, or off the first cut into the rough, you could find some of the worst lies you've ever seen. It's that thick out there. The greens are unbelievably good. They've got a they've got a bent grass out there strain that I hadn't heard of before and they're phenomenal. And they're, they weren't that quick today to be fair. And I, I'm curious to see how much they're going to speed them up if they do. Um, and, and as far as the firmness of the greens, you know, they're about as expected. I don't think they're going to try and get them too much firmer because I think that the way the golf course is playing, the, the, the fairways are, are fairly narrow. The rough is a brute and it's just, a steady diet of 450 yard plus par fours. And it's just all you want. I think that the PGA championship will kind of keep, uh, be pretty mindful on that. And I don't think they're going to get the greens out of control quick nor firm. So if a guy does find the fairway, he's got a fighting chance of, of making a birdie uh, now and again, but listen, it's going to be really difficult to find the fairways. And then, and then if you do find the fairways, you find the green, you should have a good look at it, but, it's going to be an absolute grind. The guys who the guys who play all seventy two holes are going to walk off that walk off seventy second hole and say, "Thank God we don't have to do that again this year because it's going to wear guys out. It's going to be that tough." It, it's tight as hell, too, isn't it? 
Yeah, there's parts of it that are pretty tight. And then even if it is a little bit wider, it's just because the, the hole is 480, you know, but yeah. it, it, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of holes out there where it just doesn't look that wide, even though it is, they just, there's enough of a, of, of turn in, into some of the dog legs and even on the straightaway holes, you know, the longer it is, I mean, it just, it still looks tight. So it's really from a, from a, a when you're we're out there and trying to get a good vision of what the what you what tee shot you should try to hit, it's 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 so hard because there's just not much movement in it, and it's hard to kind of pick a place. And and once again, it a lot of this has to do with the fact that there's there's no grandstands out there. There's nothing really to aim at in the distance. You got to find a place, you know, in the fairway. You can't look at something really far in the distance on a lot of these holes and try and work it off. Of. It really is difficult visually. Um. Aren't there a lot of trees out there as well that you can be maybe going at the top of a tree or is that not the case really at all either? Yeah. I mean, parts of there's, there's a few places out there, but to be fair, I mean, you know, you're trying to avoid some of the trees because if you hit it, if you you clip it on top of them, you may not come down. Yeah. These things are, they're pretty wicked, but yeah, there's some trees out there you can aim at, but still you're not getting, you're only getting a vision of one tree where, Usually at a PGA or even US Open, you're, there's also a grandstand out there. There's something in the distance you can always aim at to make it make the shot seem that much more comfortable. And it's just not there. And I know that's kind of odd to say, but it, it, it's true because you're always, if you have a grandstand out there on either side of it, you almost have, it almost feels like it's an enclosure. And you can work it off of that or work it in. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's almost a safety net, as Patrick said. But it's just not, it's, there's nothing like that here. So when you stand up on a lot of these tee shots, you're just going, holy smokers, you know, I got to try to hit it at that knowing full well, there's probably, you know, 26, 27 paces wide to find that fairway on a 487 yard hole. I mean, like the 12th hole was just, I'm sitting there looking at it going, okay. Um, it's a, the landing area is blind and I've got, there's probably 25 trees that I can aim at and I got to figure out which one, but if I miss it a little bit left or a little bit right, chances are it's not going to find the fairway. It, it really is a, it's hugely, hugely challenging off the tee. Is, is there room between the fairway and where the trees start? Cause it like, it almost feels like, I mean, it looks like the fairways are super, super narrow, but is there room between like the fairway and the trees? Like, is there some amount there or is it like, even if you're just in the rough, you're still SOL? No, you're, you're- yeah, if you're if you're in the rough, you're SOL. No, and it's not like it's not like the normal event where if you miss it big, you're better because that's where the fans are walking. There's no fans, mm-hmm. so if you miss it big, you're just you're in deep stuff that's just 20 yards further away from the fairway than you normally would be. So, I mean, it's just it is just nasty everywhere. There's a couple of spots out there where you could catch a halfway decent lie in the rough, but you're not going to bank on it. I'm going to say 80 percent of the time you hit in the rough, you're going to find something that you don't want to find. So there's really not a whole lot of room out there. I mean, even with the trees, normally, you know, if you have trees underneath them, usually you can find some, some grass that's a little bit more barren. No, not out here. It's just, it's gnarly. It is, how far, how far can you advance the ball from the rough? Is it, it like it you It depends on the lie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's like, I mean, it, you, it just depends on the lie. I mean, I was playing today with uh, Yost Lauten and we hit a golf ball next to each other, I think on the 14th hole. Mine was sitting up a fairly decent and I was able to get six iron up around the green and he tried to hack on an eight iron and it went maybe 120 yards. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can, you can catch a break here and there, but you're, you're not going to catch a steady break of diets. I can promise you that or, or uh, steady diet breaks. So, so there you know be- what I'm trying to say, sorry. 
There could be some carnage on the golf course. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. There's going to be guys that, that can make big numbers. So, like, where do you feel like the, the guys that are – like, do you feel that the short guys are in play this week because of how narrow narrow the fairways are? Or do you think that it's still going to be kind of bomber's paradise? It's only 7,200 yards, right? Oh, yeah, but let's let's – Call that what it is, 7,200 yards at sea level. Sea level, okay. So, and 62 degrees. So, 7,200 yards feels like about 76. Okay. At a par 70. I mean, I just don't. Yeah. Would a guy that hits it short that finds the fairway a lot, would he have a chance? Absolutely. But he's also going to have to, he will be hitting something into the greens with a head cover, I'd say probably seven times around, if not eight. Wow. Yeah, but right now, I mean, golf course is phenomenal shape. They can start it tomorrow, and it is all you want. I think it's going to be awesome. First major of the year. People need some yeah. golf to watch. That's, yeah, yeah, uh, you're it's right. It's been on it's, TV lately. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, all right, so Hunt, Patrick said you can pick a cut line after playing a little bit. What do you think the cut <laughs> line is at this tournament? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I'm probably going to say the cut line is going to be somewhere right around plus five. Plus five. Mark I love board. that. I love that. I love those tournaments. I mean, sorry. Yeah, I, sorry, I, I like the bloodbath. No, no, listen, I, and, and you're nobody's going to get it. I mean, if, if somebody gets it to double digits this week and wins, which, you know, you you that's always possible with the talent on the PGA Tour these days. I mean, it's just – it's it's a joke. But, I mean, I just don't see – if you if you get it to double digits, you're going to win by four or five. I think if you shoot, I think if you shoot six under this week, you're going to win. Give me six under wow. and put me in the put me in the um, in the clubhouse, and I'll just sit there and hang out. I mean, you've got a couple of decent birdie opportunities on a few holes, but you, there's just so many difficult holes. We've got 11, 12, 13, 14 um, back. To, I mean, you just you get through that that stretch at one or two over and you don't feel bad about yourself. You really don't. <clears throat> can you, can you believe that they like did a match play event out here and made this a birdie fest the way you're talking about it? Well, they, they did move some tea. They added some tea boxes. There's no doubt. So they made the golf course a little bit longer from that standpoint. But when the match play was here, it was playing a little bit shorter. And I think that there was a par five. Um, there was a par five five then that they've converted back into a par four so that's probably one of the biggest differences but yeah i mean you know match play is is different though because it's not really you versus the golf course right it's right. you versus yes. the guy that you're playing it's you versus your opponent so you can do anything with that you want to with the golf course but they have certainly added some tee boxes in a significant lot of, uh, amount of length to it's it's brutal there's no doubt about it but you know in the same breath that's what it should be it's a major championship it's a major test better better bring it son well we're all everyone's pumped uh, we hope your numbers are right um hey if uh, we had you on for about a half hour so if you gotta get moving let us know but be a little bit um tell us about your gig at sky sports that's kind of yeah i so right. yeah per, yeah so i uh i've been working for sky now this is my sixth um uh, this is my fifth season and i love it it's i work with a great group of folks Unfortunately, right now, they are not able to come over here because of, they'd have to quarantine. So I'm the only guy here from Sky Sports. So I'm kind of pulling all kinds of duty that I wasn't quite sure I would ever know how to do. I mean, I do, I'll do. i be doing some commentary this week. I'll also be doing a lot of interviews and things like that. It was funny because at 3M, I got done playing, and then I had to go – I had to do interviews after I was done playing. You know, well, then there was the morning <laughs> where uh, we're about to tee off, and they might you to do – 
you know, kind of play-by-play -play commentary of your practice session, which I got to tell you, <laughs> you know, challenges breed creativity. And I've never seen an interview or a, you know, a player who's actually in the event about tee off the ball that, you know, what's kind of happening out of this? Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. But, you know, I, I enjoy working with Sky. Unfortunately, like I said, they're not able to come over here and, and uh, be a part of it. So I try and help out as best I can. And the producers are, are good. They understand that I'm, you know, my job is to, is to play this week as well. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I love working alongside them. Like I said, I'm very bummed that they're not able to come into the country and I miss them dearly because it is, we have an absolute blast in our commentary sessions. It's, it is so much fun. We, we, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We give plenty of information about what the players are doing and this and that. But at the end of the day, we know that we are entertaining the folks back in the UK and that's what we try and do more than anything else. And it's, uh, I think we've got the best team in golf. I'm obviously partial to that, but I, I put us up against any team any day of the week. So, so we don't ever get to watch Sky Sports. What do you think that Sky Sports does way better than anything that we see in America? We do a lot of cutting edge um, stuff where during the, during the week, like this week um, in years past, we have what's called, it changes names, but it's just called it's the sky zone. So it's usually right off the driving range and we bring players in. We, we have them hit shots. We show them their golf swing. We have a hologram image of them that they can see on a monitor and they can actually take us through their swing. We can rotate it 360 degrees. I mean, what we do, the, the technology that we use, it's, it's pretty surreal. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that, uh, that Tiger Woods in his house. He's got the putting green where it mm -hmm. kind of moves and, and well, the, the overhead projection, that's a different company, but the way that the green moves, it's called the Zen green. Well, we've used Zen in our, in our studios for probably four years now, probably actually five years now. And it, it's just amazing what, what folks can do with it. And so we have a lot more interaction with players during the beginning of the week, um, I think. And then I just think that what we do uh, and able to and, and how we show it it, it's pretty incredible. I mean, I, I'd love to be able to, ex to explain it in more detail, but you kind of have to see it to understand it. And it is, it is so much fun. And I think the players enjoy it because we're out there, we're trying to portray them in a fantastic light. We're not, we're just asking questions, um, you know, what they're working on, things like that. And we certainly have a lot of fun with it, but we do a lot more, I think, cutting edge technologies and things like that uh, in our broadcasts than, and like we introduced the, the, the sky cart, which CBS now does um, with Amanda Balionis, but we had that for shoot four years before CBS brought it out. The so, real question though, is how good are you guys at showing pictures of wildlife while like seriously good golf is going on? Um, we try, <laughs> we, we try not to show the wildlife, but unfortunately we, when we do broadcast the stuff over here, we are, we're actually taking the feed from either CBS or NBC or whoever's showing it. And we have to, thankfully our producer can cut away and use other scenes if they wanted to. But yeah, we, uh, we try and do a little bit less. To, and the good news is, is we only have four breaks per hour and not the 28 that the American oh American that's awesome seem to have. so like are you sitting there watching you're like are, so are you sitting there trying to like call shots you're like oh my god another turtle come on <laughs> rich just sometimes, so you know mike was, you fully convinced, mike was fully convinced during covid if they were going to have a problem with cameras people the pga just get five guys with a cell phone 
and they would be able to handle it. That's they would be. Right. One guy to right. one guy to look at a player. <laughs> one guy to look at the trees. One guy. Do, to you, find do you guys him. mind? Do you guys mind if I ask Rich a question about uh, please? Sports no, please. Uh, Rich, I'm kind of curious the difference between when you're on assignment at a a U.S. based tournament versus when you're over in Europe and your coverage is how, how different is that to experiences non-COVID? So yeah. is it? You have smaller crew, same size crew, uh, more resources, less resources. What's the comparison? We have we have about the same amount of resources and people, um, but we, you know, since because of the fact that we only take so many breaks per hour, it seems that we show a lot more live golf. Where in the U.S since we're taking pictures from from the partners, you don't get a chance to see live golf. I think if, any, if anybody truly watches live golf or golf on TV, you can kind of understand when a shot is being hit and when it's not being right. hit. The, the timing just doesn't add up, right. right? And a lot of times you show shots out of se- – they show shots out of sequence. They'll show a guy make a 15-footer, and then they'll break away and then come back and watch a guy hitting a 20-footer that's playing in the same group. I, I you know, it, it just – it doesn't add up all the time. And so what we do, especially over in Europe, is that we show – if we're going to show a feature group or a group, we show every single shot in that group if we can help help it. And then we will try and feed it out there, uh, get the other ones in as best we can. But that's the biggest thing. And so you have a lot more – you have a lot more input from the guy that's on the ground. The guys on the, that – you know, we have uh, Wayne Riley is our main guy. And he'll sit there and talk for three or four straight minutes at, at some point in time. So that's the biggest thing is we show uh, we show live golf. I mean, when we say it's live, it's live. I mean, because nobody's walking around with That's an interesting story. I was walking with Lady Watkins. You were walking with Lady Gaga? Lady Watkins. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Your mic. Get a little closer to the mic. I thought you were walking with Lady Gaga. Sorry. Johnny Walker, they were amazing. I did that. I'd already seen it. <laughs> he goes, of course. You know, here's the deal. Johnny Miller, anytime he goes, this thing should break right to left and just drop in the middle. He's already seen it. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> I remember one true broadcast. I remember one time it was. It probably was only about three or four years ago. And Peter Costas was at the AT and T. And how they do at AT and T, especially on Saturday, is that they just put Peter Costas on right around 18 green, and he just calls the groups coming through and whatnot. And they were showing Mickelson come up the hole, and he was kind of butchering a little bit. But, it, you know, they showed the tee shot, and then 15 minutes later, they showed the second shot. Another 10 minutes later, they showed the third shot. Well, his fourth shot was from behind the green, and he's, he's in there. It's off his back foot. He's got his wedge shut down to the max, and he's just going to stab this thing, get it on the green, and it's going to come flying down the hill. Well, <laughs> so, so Jim Dance goes quickly to 18, and Costas goes, this is right in Phil Mickelson's wheelhouse. I'm like, it's <laughs> off of his back foot. Everything is shut down. He chops down on it as hard as he can. It pops up. It's going Mach 5, hits the flag stick, goes in, makes Birdham going, that's in his wheelhouse, isn't it? I mean, come on. I mean, you know, and you have to, you, you, as an announcer, you do have to say that every once in a while because it's kind of funny. It's kind of like an inside joke, but... I mean, if that's Mickelson's wheelhouse, then he's hell, he's got a hell of a lot more talent than I ever knew, and I know that he's talented. <laughs> I used to play that trick on my wife all the time because she doesn't watch a lot of golf, and all of a sudden they'd show a guy that's like 14 strokes back on Sunday, and I would go, watch tomorrow, this goes in. And all of a sudden it goes, how did you know? It's like, well, because they're showing this dude. I like uh- – 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of TV. You know, that's the beauty of seeing it, seeing it live beforehand and straight to tape. And there you go. Hey, hey Rich, <laughs> you, you got a big birthday coming up here this week or this month, don't you? I do. With another three weeks or so. Turn 50 and uh, pretty fired up about it. Yeah. You, fired up about you, it. You going to be joining the Champions Tour? I will be. Yep. I turn, uh, I turn 50 on uh, August 24th. I'm actually going to play uh, that day. There's a tournament at Champions Tour. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the 24th, 5th, and 6th. So I'm going to play in that um, in between my stints to working for Sky uh, at the playoff events in Boston and then on to Chicago. So I've got three days off and I'm going to go play in my first ever Champions Tour event when I turn 50. So I'm, I'm very stoked about that. It's that's gonna be awesome. a good time. I got my fam. Yeah. I got my family that's going to be up there. Uh, wife, kids, friends, and even though they can't get on the golf course and watch just to have them up there, you know, and to, and to, you know, turn 50 with them around, it's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, it's, it's always fun, you know, bringing in a big birthday, but getting a chance to play and knowing full well that I've been looking forward to 50 and the champions tour. I think it's going to be a hell of a day. Uh, you better not. You better like conjure up some of your interferic for that first. <laughs> listen, right. listen, interferic. I'm gonna uh, listen. I'm gonna be out there having so much fun. I won't. I don't really care what I shoot. I'm gonna be out there having fun. It's my fiftieth birthday, and my birthday is the is the best holiday all year long. It's my favorite holiday, so I usually uh, I usually get after it, and I don't see what would make turning fifty be any different. So hell yeah. Oh yeah, baby. How, how does status work on Champions Tour? I have zero idea. So, like, you've got status already. Like, is, is it like? Yeah, all- because of the because of the tour wins that I've had, I've got three wins, uh, and I've got certain. I've got five points for all that. So, I'm uh, I'll be fully exempt for one full year on the Champions Tour. Then after that, then I've got to um, then I've got to make uh, my own hay. But for but uh, I've got full status from birthday to birthday. Wait, wait, my, wait. When I turn 50 so, so you can play the PGA Championship till you're 65, but yeah. you can only play in the Champions Tour for a year? Well, under, I mean, I, I've still got to earn my keep out there, yeah. So, I mean, I've got to, i got to go out there and perform. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, I got one full, I got a, a year for a free pass, so. Is it going to be stressful for you? Like, oh, I need to keep my no. car. Do you want to keep doing it? Or no. you're just like, I'll just no. go out there and enjoy the ride. No, no, there's nothing stressful about it. I mean, I'm pretty fired up about it. I mean, you know, what what do I have to lose? I got a great job already at Sky Sports Golf, so Mm -hmm. I don't feel much pressure on that. I'm playing well. Um, I enjoyed the competition, obviously. That's why I'm playing this week, and I'm – I'm ready to go. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some pressure that's self-imposed, but you know that it's just because I'm a competitor and I want to win, and that's uh, you know, that's what it's about. Well, cool. Well, do you have any sponsors that we can talk about before we let you guys go? You know what? I, I wish uh, I wish I had a bunch more, but I really don't have anybody right now. I know that my my friends at G4 help uh, give me some shoes and some clothes and Callaway Golf. I mean, so I guess I can I can pump them up a little bit, but uh, beyond that. Uh, I'm looking for a deal for, with Shinola Watches. So if anybody is listening that uh, wants to uh, do a deal with Shinola Watches, um, you guys can call me um, and uh, get a hold of me that way or email me. What's your Twitter and handle? That's that's where most people are going to find you here. At, at Beamer PGA is Twitter and Instagram handle. And they can always find me that way, doing something stupid, I'm sure, on social media. But, uh, yeah, Callaway and G4. Go out and buy them. Spend lots of money. Well, thanks so much. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Rich. Right, yeah, we appreciate absolutely. it, guys. That was super absolutely. fun. 
Thanks. You got it. Yeah. Appreciate your time. Best of luck this week. You got it. Thanks again. Be well. Yep. See you, boys. See you, boys. Thanks so much. That was pretty cool. I, was get, I forgot. I, I did. Good job, get my, boys. I, I did want to get my palmanac on since the only reason I'm on this pod is because I remember random shit. But so, do you remember and, last? And you get your balls tickled. Yeah. Yep. So at Beth Page PGA last year, I don't think Patrick was on the bag for that one. He made the cut. No, he didn't. Either, make the cut. He birdied five of the last six, shot thirty in the back to make the cut, and that course I mean, was brutally long. At the U.S. You Open, think, what's that? Beth Page was the PGA last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brooksy Bear won it. Yeah, it Brad was the, it was the one after U season. Well, I'm thinking the one down in um, the PGA that was in uh, St. Louis. When was that? Two years. Oh, before U season. Sorry, oh, can't always remember where these fuckers are at. Yeah. Leishman's still hung over from Beth Page too. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Uh, that's I, I what mean, I meant. That's, Thank that's, you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. That's what I was getting at. God, I so he said plus five for the cut. Mm-hmm. I I haven't done a deep dive on the course necessarily, but God, doesn't that seem high? I mean, it I know it's a par does. seventy. You've only got you've only got two par five. They don't have ten shot rule, do they? For is it just top seventy? No, like no, it's or, just top seventy. Yeah, I don't know. You got twenty club pros. Yep. So two of those make the cut. Yeah, there's. Yeah, I don't know if he's saying six under wins. I mean, no, if six, well, absolutely, if six under wins for sure. What will Memorial? Rom, wasn't Rom like 12 or he, Rom was like 11 posted and then he had the penalty to go to nine. Otherwise, everything else has been way under par. So these guys haven't really faced like a, this year. You're saying, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Since the, the COVID restart, I'm just trying to think like, is there anything comparable? Have these guys played a really hard golf course yet? And I got to say Memorial was probably it. God, so the cut so last year at Beth page tiger was five over missed by one shot. So the cut was four so over at Beth page last right. year. So it's okay. not, Oh, by the way, since watching that ROM thing, and so, so should we uh, get moving into forty-three k? Actually, let's hear about let's hear about your uh, worst. Oh, my lineup. worst ball. <laughs> your so worst ball. I, I did. I did not heed your advice when you said make sure to use the lineup that you enter the worst ball in for one of your money lineups. So I think I did like a total of maybe twelve lineups last week. And the forty-nine point five were, that was supposed to be the you know try to pick the worst lineup possible. That was far and away my best team by like sixty or seventy points. <laughs> um, I, think told you to have- I know that's why. Yeah, but so I think I looked. So I did a one of the one of the pools I entered was a fifteen dollar three entry max. It's one I like doing. Um, I looked if I had entered um, that team in that entry, I would have won. I think two hundred and fifty bucks. I would have finished like top thirty. Wow! So that's you know, crazy. It's a cynical game. It. It is. It is. Yeah, we we can run through. I mean, let's let's run through a line. Let's just go on to our other games. Fuck forty three k. Nobody cares about it. Maybe we can all tweet out our forty three k lineups for the week. Or you guys just want to run through the names on your lineup? We don't even like give any analysis. Yeah, yeah. Let's just do that. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna take my method. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I read all these names from Rob Bolton. No, you can't get them all on there because they're too expensive. I, try. Oh. I think that's that's got to be our next guest, Rob. I've been I've been trying, man. I've been trying. I, did, I was gonna side text Patrick and have him plant, do a little trick on Tractor, and have Beam like say how this the PJ Tour power rankings are like the worst um, <laughs> thing you can use for yeah. But that's funny. I thought I thought Beam was awesome though. I loved having him on. I can see why he's a broadcaster. Oh, I mean, it's so good. Absolutely. 
It, and and yeah, so cool. again, I was, I was radio yeah. silent, but I was radio silent, but I watch you know, obviously a lot of your, I probably watch more Euro tour stuff than American and sky sports is a big player in that game for sure. They're it's really cool. A lot of the stuff that Fox tried with us open, they they've been kind of cutting edge in, and just in terms of like just weird technologies and things like that. Like it seemed like they before Shot Tracker was actually a thing here, they were they were doing things similar to that five years ago. So it's dope. They're fun. Yeah, and if they can show less commercials, that's exciting. All right, I'll kick this off because this is how we do this. Jordan Spieth, oh. Ustazen. Are you going to order this? I was going to say, are you, hang on here. You got forty three k. Yeah. All right. Calm the fuck down. It gets dirty. Jesus. Max mm. Homa, Domin, and then I can only have 6000 bucks left, so I saw Rich Beam's name, and I took him. Nice. Yeah, I think you got one more player, too. No. I have my six guys. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> no need to fact check that one. Let's nope. just move no on. <laughs> yep. I'll, I'll roll through it quick. Sepp Straka, Jim mm. Furyk, Emiliano Grillo, mm. Ryan Palmer. I'm just going with hot hands here, right? Mm-hmm. For two top dogs. I don't know if he's top dog, but Billy Horschel at 7,400. Sneaky, five top tens. He's putting awesome. He's awesome. also uh, one of the top bent grass putters on fantasynational.com slash pods where you can save 20%. Which, if you're doing research, a lot of people think it's Poe because it's San Francisco Bay Area. It's not. It's bent grass. It's luscious. They can probably get it rolling pretty good, too. A lot of people are like, Sned's. I don't think he's going to be a factor at all. So we, we've been working with the PGA of America recently with uh, my new gig. And leading up to this, they're like, oh, can you create some infographics for us? And like the whole time leading up to it, it was like, oh, yeah, we'll come up with like strokes game putting on POA versus everything else. And I was like going into all this POA thing. And like two weeks after all these conversations, I'm like, oh, shit, they're bent grass screens. <laughs> Like, I just thought for you. Know I mean, it's oh, fuck. Northern California. Like, you know what I mean? You just thought yeah. it was Paula yeah. for sure. And nope. But, anyways, yeah, sorry. Keep going. Uh, no, also, the reason I picked Billy Ho is because he loves Muni golf. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, yep. I play it. Of course, I play it. He has a course record. So, um, why not? Let's let's roll it. What, what so, was that record? What was that record? Uh, 60. Shot 60. 60. Yeah, thought eighteen was a par four. Ripped it in the water, trying to get over the over the edge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dro- dropped, dropped, and got up and down for birdie. Still, so, so sixty, uh, all leading way. So that's a lot of like. I mean, there's guys in there who won some big tournaments and are playing well. Oh, for so sure, I, kinda, I like it. And then, um, and then I got Daniel Berger because at eighty eight hundred is what I had left. I mean, I'm sorry, but I think he's like top three hottest golfer in the world right now. This would be the hottest. Like I look, so he, yeah. I mean, you know. Other than he's, maybe JT, yeah. Other than maybe JT, and like if you really, I mean, maybe Webb had a little bit of a, a post COVID hangover, yeah. but yeah, he's yeah. Daniel Berger's right there, man. But, yeah, spoiler for me, yeah, Berger six out of seven events, he's been top ten with five top fives. I mean, he missed Memorial, otherwise everything post COVID's yeah. been top three. Yep, and a win, and the guy can win. So, yeah. kind of saved up for him, but I got him, and yeah, forty three hundred. So. I did have a, yeah, so I had a relative, I did put a model together, but I'm not going to explain it since we're just ripping through these. But um, anyway, uh, starting bottom up, Steve Stricker, 6,100. Going back to the well, Tom Hoagie. I feel like he's played well at Torrey a few times, and I kind of thought this looks a little similar maybe. Kind of a long, tough golf course. Uh, Russ Henley, 6,600. Chaz Reavy, 7,400. Adam Scott, 7,800, which I feel like he's nice. He still plays golf, huh? 
I've yeah, seen but him. I just feel like he does this all the time, though. Like, yeah, last year, yeah. he had, like, two top tens in majors. He was third in 2018 at the PGA. It's like he just doesn't care. He shows up to majors and plays well. And it's, I mean, I, nine, he's still ninth in the world somehow, despite not ever playing. And he's hmm. only 700 bucks. So, um, And then I also have uh, Burgers, my last guy, 8,800. I like it. I suck at this, so don't pick any of those guys. Yeah, no, like <laughs> I don't. I'm middle of the pack last week. I'm happy about that. So here, here's 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 I'm like I the top half in like six weeks. The teams that win, though, Moose. Like I've gone back and I'm like, okay, well, how how far away am I from being something legitimate? The teams that win are unbelievable. Right? No, they are. Like they're so good. Pulling them out of their ass, they're good. It. I don't know where I was going to go with that. You're going to make your lineup. No, I've got my lineup. Um, Adam Scott's really ninth in the world. Yeah, wow. So we well, won Riviera this year. Yeah. So I mean, he's so, got actually won well, the but, and he won the Australian PGA too. So that was in December, but still two wins in the last six seven months. When three months there's no tournaments. So uh, for my lineup, I went Harris English, Dylan Fratelli. Jim Furyk, Sung J.M., Kevin Na, and Adam Scott. So we've said some of the names, some of them we haven't. There's a, you know, here, here's the thing is I think a lot of people listen to our show. They don't really give a shit about like what our picks are. Nobody's going like, oh, I need to turn into an ice shot pod so I can really lose all my money this month. <laughs> but. Or listen to Paul's worst lineup. Well, that, that maybe we should start like fucking making that a regular segment, honestly. But I think what people do is they like, they've already been doing their research. They've listened to four other pods by the time they come to us. I mean, we've got people from across the globe listening to us, but they're just like, hey, I started looking at this guy. Does anybody else mention him? And they're like, oh, yeah, I mentioned him. Or we say a name that they haven't learned and, or they haven't been looking at, and they go, oh, yeah. No, that's I haven't thought of that guy, and that's really a horrible decision. And then they know that they're good, not me. So I'm fi- I'm fine with all that. Okay. Yeah, that didn't make as much sense as it did in my. I know head when we I all know what you're trying to say, but like, wow, it was like an impassionate, strange speech. Great job, Moose. Hey, okay, so we talked about guys that that people might not know. Will Gordon is one of them, and so obviously we track him, and and he played. I think he played well at Barracuda. I think he kind of faltered on the week. No, I was like 41st, I think. Not to give it like. Too much time in the show, but that's a fucking fun tournament. That's an awesome course. I've been down there. I I think Cito's or uh, the Palmanacs played it. I've been down. No, I've it's, I think it's a new new track right now. Though. Oh, is that the no, one? The, it's not the Edgewood or whatever at Tahoe. I think I think they changed uh, it. It's yeah. like no, Reno Tahoe. Somewhere else. Yeah. They showed some bear breaking into a house. Well, also, Reno Tahoe was at a place. It was like that was at like Montreux Country Club. Yeah, this is a it's new. Not, one. It was never at the same place as that celebrity. Oh, maybe that's tournament. what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, you're right. This course looks sweet. And good on Will. And also Matthias Schwab, who also played at Vanderbilt. Surprised they didn't win any uh, championships back in the day. And Richie Warinsky, former big breaker. I feel like wasn't, we're... Wasn't he in college, though, when Oklahoma State had Victor Hovland and Wolf and stuff going? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think they made the final eight or four, maybe. I don't know. Regardless, as Beamer said, the fucking talent out there is just stupid. It's sick. There's so many good golfers. So, anyways... Major week. I'm loving it. What do you yeah, guys Has anyone start live from? Like, excited to see some live from out of a major? I watched like two minutes of it. It was great. Oh, it just brings you back to like normalcy. But they, you know, then they also recapped, you know, like the players that first day of the players when it felt so confident. Like, well, golf can still go on. It's outside. Yeah. Nobody's going to get it. And then the court of 
public opinion kind of chimes in and JK, JK shut her down for a bit. Hideki got screwed. Let's get into uh, our one and done. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's recap last week. Um, I think Mr. Rhino had the best finish of the week. Daniel Berger, T2. Nice. So 695000 for Rhino. Um, I had the next best finish with Webb, T12, 166000 uh, then Moose, Patrick Cantley, probably worst finish of the year, I think, for him. $56,111. And then Tony Finau, T65 tractor, 33250 So standings, Moose still well ahead, $4.562 million. Uh, Rhino in second, 2.239. Tractor in third, 1.818. And I am in last still with uh, 1.437. It's coming up quick on me, though. Yeah, so, so you got first pick this week, Paul. Yeah, I mean, I've got all the horses to use here between like Rom, Kepka, Thomas, Rory. So uh, I'm gonna go Brooks. I just I don't know. I just think after last week, it just shows up for majors. I think I like his chances here a little bit more than I do um, at Wingfoot in a couple months. So it's hard not. To, it's hard to take Kepka in a regular tour event when you can. I mean, every major he's there. So. He was definitely showing I some like form it. last week, yeah. Yeah, kind of that look in his eye like that he's, you know, okay, this is serious now. So, like I said, I mean, there's three majors that he pretty much, I mean, was Kepka, doesn't he have more wins in majors than he does regular tour events? Yeah, for sure. He has four majors and I think two tour events. Yeah. So, it's like there's no point taking him in a regular event, if you like. But it's exactly to your point. He also shows up in like every major. Every U.S. Open, every PGA, yeah, he's there. Whereas it's it's very commonplace. To, here's Brooks Kepka at the 3M putting yeah. for his seven could give zero. <laughs> right, so Kepka for me it is. Uh, yeah, tracker. Well, I've been listening to the pod we talked about here. Rhino made some great points. Good choice. I like. And I'm going to take you Daniel take- Berger mainly, oh. Joe, just to piss him off because I was thinking he wanted him. So I'm taking him. I'm taking the Berger. If, well, if you listen to the pod from yeah, you, you uh, took three minutes week. ago, yeah. I just took him last week. Seven hundred k. So, and I and I leapfrogged your ass. So, yeah, I'm taking Burger. Ribbit, ribbit. Uh, now I've been on this guy all year, and I said five wins in a major, and we dialed it back to four wins in a major, and we're at three. So basically, I just need to hit this clip, and then this would be a good prognostication prognostication so i'm going jt i mean i the the flossy yep. chips that he hit down the down the stretch that up and down on 18 i i've watched about 75 times now i still don't know how i go hybrid or putter from there but holy god i mean you got water in the background he basically has to get up and down thinking that brooksy's on his butt and gonna make birdie and he hits it to a fucking foot nails the guys the guys the real deal i love him forever jt well i awesome. think he I think he wins it. Well, I, I mean, I, you do? Even though back-to-back's, like, real hard. I mean, he's just – I think he's got it. He's done it before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's gone back-to-back before. But that was in Hawaii, right? Yeah. Yeah, Hawaii and, like, somewhere else. Like, HSBC, I think. I think it was, like, Hawaii and HS – or was it Hawaii, Hawaii? Yeah. No, I think it was uh, the the Champions event and then Sony. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Regardless, though, man, it's... Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm just glad that nobody can take him in Nassau this week now. I, I mean, if there's something that I'm learning, too, is uh, American golfers seem to be playing the best right now, by the way. 
Yeah. No offense to my no offense to my European digs, but also if you look at Chartable, we're like off. The, nobody's listening to us in Europe anymore. Oh so. my God! Oh, we had we had four European listeners last week. It was actually we had a very international audience last week. Let me uh, give you guys my pick, and as we transition to the next segment, I'll break down how many countries people were listening to us in. Okay. Okay. But. I'm going to go a little course history here and go with the only guy that's in the field that's won a tour event here in a stroke play event. Tiger Woods. Yes, sir. We're going Tiger Woods. 62 and foggy and really good for the back. Good for his back. Yeah. Took off last week so he could be ready for this week. So we're ready. Can can we also address something? This is very important here. He's an adult man. He's won a lot of golf tournaments. He's played in every condition humanly possible, other than maybe snow. Um, he can handle 62 and overcast. Mm-hmm. We're making it sound like he's fucking walking up a mountain in 40 below. And his back's good. I mean, your back can handle 60 degrees and heavy air. He's fu- He'll be okay. Well, that brings up a good point. Will Jason Day be okay? Jason Day is always okay. Well, he's, and he's been playing pretty yeah, well. Yeah. As of, last, last as of Sunday, as of Sunday, he's one shot back. I'm just saying, 62 in damp air, you know what I mean? That you could get a cold. I don't know. Like, I could get a cold. Like, I, I'm way more out of shape. I haven't had surgery on my back, but I'm pretty sure that Tiger Woods is in better shape with his back surgery than I am having no back surgery. And I think I think all three of us would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So no offense, yeah. but he's an incredible athlete still, even as he approaches his mid-40s. Yeah. So, but, it, but it's a talking point for fucking you know ESPN and the guys who don't really like play golf or understand it. But it's like you know it's very cold there. His back is going to tighten up. That's I I gotta say I think that's I just a it. bullshit excuse. It's a built-in excuse. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy that if he doesn't have it on Thursday, he can just uh, well you know, hey. my back wasn't there. And just, he well, does I mean, he does seem to move a little slower when it's cold. I agree, but. Well, I mean, just in terms of like Tiger, like he he is a very like you, you can't ever. It's not like back in two thousand five where you just go lock Tiger in. It's either going to be boom or bust for me, right? Like it's not like he's going to get like a top twenty. It's either he's going to be top five or he's going to miss the cut. Like, oh. dude, just, or, or he's going to be or he's going to be like T fifty eight. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think he's short. I don't see there's a glaring hole in his game right now. So if he, if he wants to be there, he's going to grind out a made cut. And, you know, if he doesn't have it, then he might. I don't know. It'll be interesting. It's He's there. Everybody's there. This is the first tournament that feels like a real, real-life tournament. So it'll be 100. fun to see it coming down the stretch and 13 people out there clapping on 18. Yeah, it should be, I don't know. I'm excited. It's a prime tournament, too. Let me give you guys. Let me give you guys the top 10 from the last time they had a stroke play thing here and just kind of see what you guys tell me here from like what you're hearing of these guys. So Tiger Woods won in a playoff over John Daly. We got Colin Morikawa, Sergio Garcia, Henrik Sensen. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What? Did he not? They were both at minus 10. Yeah. And then Colin Morikawa was there or Colin Montgomery? Colin Montgomery is what I said. You said Morikawa. Oh, sorry. All right. I, I had I had a few beers kind of because I was excited about having Beamer on. 
Um, so Sergio Garcia, Henrik Simpson, David Howell, Graham McDowell, David Toms, VJ Singh, and Stephen Ames. All of those are fucking, I mean, the lot majority are great ball strikers. Really, really good ball strikers, what that tells me. It's straight. Keep it. Control your ball. Yeah, 100%. NASA. NASA. All right. Well, we finally broke Rhino's winning streak last it, week. It, a tie is not a break. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's not a win. All I know, Paul, but, uh, is... Your strategy, though, Tractor, paid off because I think Bryson on Saturday shot one under with eight birdies. Yeah, he went bananas. But too bad JT did as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Tractor and I um, tied Moose and Rhino last week. We had Bryson and Rom against Thomas McElroy. So fives across the board last week. Uh, season standings, Tractor 101, Rhino 92. I have hey. 80... Tractor, you eclipsed the 100. Moose has 71. So, Do I get an award for that? Um, I, I don't know that I've won a match in like as long as Tractor is as long as Rhino's. Yeah, the work. Well, we would have partnered up yeah, at least once. So, yeah, you would have been okay. on board. Yeah, and yeah, I probably won by two points that week. No, you guys got no, a bunch. No, you guys won 10 to 1 that week. But, but the problem was, <laughs> Moose, you and I gave up a crap ton of points week prior. So, you didn't really move anywhere. Yeah. Okay. That makes but, sense. But, uh, yeah, so again, the way this works, uh, every week we have uh, best ball teams where we rotate partners. Uh, front back total all four days, so 12 points available. Any tie just goes down as a zero. So last week with the 5-5-5-5, five, 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 uh, two nines were halved. So this week we are back to Paul and Rhino as partners, so against Moose and Tractor. Uh, and we cannot pick anybody that we picked in one and done. So Brooks, JT, Tiger, Berger. Off the board. Flipping a T4, Moose? I am right now. And it's us, Tractor. You always like picking first, so go for it. Taking Webb Simpson. Fuck yeah. The guy's, the guy's pretty good. Yep. Pretty good. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, and next. Woo! Next pick. And yeah, next I think pick. The ball, and I'll keep the ball in play. Yep. I like that. I, I like Webb a lot this week, I think. Hey, I want to get to the, the Hazeltine invite recap, so let's go quick. I'm going to go yeah. Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley. Nice. Okay. I he will go. We've tracked it in Rory, but tractor, tractor. Since since we're allowing table talk and you hate it, do you like Bryson, Xander, or? Well, I just took Bryson. Xander. <laughs> oh yeah, just kidding. He's so, not listening good. today over here. <laughs> no, sorry, that's not even what I meant. I was going to take Burger to piss you off. Well, I just <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait till Burger wins and you'll all be laughing. Who's your question? I don't like. Uh, I don't like. I don't like Bryson here. Okay, so then we'll go with uh, – and someone took Colin, right? Or no, I, I just mentioned him, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I'm going Colin Victor. My gut. You no. called Take Colin. No, Montgomery. no, no. Colin no, Colin. no, no. We're, we're, going, we're going with uh, Victor. I love it. Whoa. <laughs> that is – wow. <laughs> he, he, was, he was like number two or three in the simulator this week, so – What? Yeah, Good you can use you. the website, Palmanac. <laughs> no, I, I just, I, I just did the simulator. I didn't. What's the? What are the fairways? They're super. They're super narrow. No, 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 no. What are they made out of? Grass. Uh, as, somebody, as somebody who's fought the chip yips, you got to kind of work through this. Bent. I think they're. I think they're all bent all the way. That's around. probably. That's going to be one of the worst. One of the worst yeah. options for him. Okay. Well, then. Where did you see? Then Rano, do you want to help? Do you want to help me pick my player then? I right I'm, well, I'm not on your team. I know. I'm not on your team. If, I'm if just you're trying guessing. to help out. No, actually, he's not even like 
No, this this is funny because a hundred percent the action he's not even, he's choice not even you want to make is what my guy's gonna take. No, you know what's even fucking my... weirder is he's not even fucking ranked on the simulator. That's how bad I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Rory. Fuck it. Oh no, Rory. you can't no, you can't do that. Yes, Why? I did. Yeah, so we make fun of him for his pick and then he yeah. Yeah, no. Like, I, I literally just said the pick you should have made was Rory. No, you didn't. Okay, then I'll go fucking no, wrong. Okay, we'll go Rory. Ooh, I don't yeah, give a Rock. shit. <laughs> you okay over there? I'm already in last place, guys. I'm winning in one and done. Uh, Objects in your mirror. Do you want me to go Rom, Rhino? Well, is Rory technically on the board? No, is you know, Rory's gone. Or is Colin Mirakawa? Rhino, no, I do, none of them I, are. None of them I do, are. I do feel like like somebody like a Cantley could be a prime bounce back I like, candidate. I, I like Cantley too. He's, he's going to bounce back. He's a California guy, right? Do you like that over Rum? I do. Yeah. Okay. So hey, the President's Cup partners, Cantley Shoffley. Okay. So Cantley Shoffley against McElroy Simpson. Okay, so we got all that oh. stuff out of the way, right? Like nobody's even listening right now, right? Nobody cares about this. Well, maybe over in. In Ireland, but it's more European listeners off because you just trashed Hovland. Our numbers are down. Well, I didn't necessarily trash Hovland. I just picked him for a reason that didn't exist. He's Hovland's not even like up there on the simulator rankings. I said like, oh, he liked him. I liked him in the simulator, and he's like not even close on the simulator. So Moose, can I throw this? Can I throw this in here right now? Yes, please. For that, so after that whole. Um, fiasco with your pick and yelling. Yeah. Yes. So your wife just texted me and Tractor's wife because she doesn't have Tractor's number. Okay. Oh my God, Mike is literally shouting down in his office. Calm him down, boys. Isn't Tractor supposed to run this show? <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Appreciate you all. Yes. Well, that's <laughs> fair enough. Thank you, Mara. <laughs> she just goes. <laughs> she gave the. F- Nelson. Uh, the Nelson, yes, that's exactly it. I don't even know how she. My headphones must be turned up really loud. <laughs> Maybe it's not plugged in. Could be it too. Oh, man. Maybe that's. Anyway, I hope that didn't get you in trouble, but I thought that would be a. Fun, no, 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 no. Shit, I'm getting sure. me in trouble, man. I like my goal every week on the podcast is to talk as little as possible, and I fail every week. So uh, yeah. The data. So, so did you want to, to talk us? about our list? Which countries we have listeners in? Is that what you wanted to mention? Oh, I can I can run through this real quick. So we had United States, obviously Canada, Great Britain, Ireland, Mexico, Fiji, Australia, France. God damn it, VJ's listening to us every week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like honestly, we're international phenomenons. We've got PGA they don't like champions. Us, they We've got they PGA don't. champions coming on our show. Which was dope. Thank you, Rich Beam. Thank yeah. you, Patrick. Yeah, that was that awesome. Up. So, And good yeah. luck to them. But now let's dig into the most salacious and juicy tidbits of the week, <laughs> which are, which is the recap of the 2020 COVID Hazeltine Invitational. I'm not sure what planet I was on for three straight days. So I have to, so now okay, that I just, so now, yeah, so now that I just, you know, kind of, not rat and moose, but read that text oh, out. I have to call a tractor from a different text I received like two hours ago from uh, our good friend Tommy Bahama. Oh yeah, I forgot. I thought his wife was. Uh... <laughs> you you should ask Tractor how it was to catch up with Amy Rasmussen. 
And he was talking with Maddie, and he thought it was Amy the whole time. No, I've caught in the middle. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And Amy was not even there. Yeah, I know. Because I was asking, so, I go, why are you here? I thought you guys were going to um, his house. <laughs> so what happened for the next 30 minutes of the conversation, Tractor? Mm. <laughs> oh, no, it was, a, it was a good weekend, good weather, fun event. They did a pretty good job of... Uh, Says the low the gross champion. The well, the re- yeah no that was that was a nice uh, nice one. But uh, you guys took third net. You took third overall, right? For the main yeah, night. which we uh, it was one of those things where we got down with the front nine on Saturday. And we, I think we shot like even or so net on the front. We pulled up the app and I'm like, okay, we moved from T16 to T12. I mean, we played about as good as we could play. So I said, let's just forget it and start worrying about gross and made some birdies and also got done and somehow we ended up third. So. Yeah, you guys were the only uh, flat final day. You guys were the only what net red team I think there was. Yeah, usually you get one or two. But yeah, it was uh, uh, team Metzger, team Moose was pretty close. Yeah, we heard you were in the hunt for a little we, bit. Yeah, we we got closer for a little bit. Um, I was two over on the last four holes, and my brother was eight over on the last four holes. Well, he had to, you know, he had That's to what, ma- yeah. maintain that handicap, and he dumped all those scores in it. Well, I'm very good. So, honestly, so I was so glad that last week we saw that, and I was like, you know what? Like, his, I, I trusted his handicap. I was like, if we play our game, I'll take the heat. I'll take the heat. I don't care, you know, but didn't matter. We, uh, we didn't get it done, but we had so much fun. Like, we got to play with Patrick. We got to play with Patrick, who was Rich Beam's caddy that was on here earlier. We played with Patrick. We played with Paul. Paul, you and I played together this week. Yep. On on Saturday, we, I think we both played pretty well. I think maybe it was yeah. a one-stroke you guys difference. Played, you right? guys beat us that the second day. I'm yeah, but like one stroke, right? Two balls, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you guys have, yeah. Well, you played pretty solid all day. Then your brother, kind of in the back, had a few few good holes to chip in, and yeah, he well, he went he went forty eight thirty eight. I think that's pretty good. that day. Yeah, um, with, with an eagle. Yeah, oh well, yeah, that eagle was super. Like he chipped in on three, which was our twelfth hole yeah. of the day, and that was a huge boost for us because he was he was struggling early. Yeah. Yeah, it's like every year it happens that way where, like, the last nine, you also need to see teams up there that also you look at the leaderboard 30 minutes later and, like, where'd that team go? And, you know, you guys still hung. I mean, both of you guys. So, Tractor, you guys were like – or, sorry, Moose, you guys were like T10, right? Yeah, we were T10. Or, overall, finished, Tractor, yeah, you guys finished. were in the top 22. Yeah, so. we were 18, I think. Yeah. I oh, like, what, 86 well teams interviewing? I heard Moose, you found your own set of uh, team markers you wanted to play out. Play yeah, out. I do have to oh, <laughs> tell you, God, that's, yes. that's the first time I've ever had to call somebody off a T-ball because they were too far behind the team markers. So, I think, was it seven? It, no, it was it was, it was uh, 12. 12. It was 12. Yeah, all of a sudden, me and my partner tee off, and your, I think your brother teed off, and we're talking, talking, and... Moose is over his I think I, in all fairness, I think I noticed before you said something. Yeah, but I kind of looked at my part and he looked at me and we're like, Moose, wait a second. Like you're literally 10 yards behind the T markers. <laughs> Look, you were, you had teed it up. There's two truly cans kind of <laughs> even with each other on opposite sides of the T box. Yeah. Like, so, so yeah. I consciously thought those were the T markers. So yeah. Like I like got up there and I like, I was like line up my shot and I look up and I'm like, I'm like 10 yards behind the tea box in it. And I, I, I was just thinking that like I drinking too much 
And luckily, my brother Ross goes, oh, it's not your fault. There's two truly cans. Ten yards of, you know, behind the thing. That was third hole of the day, I think, too. But. Oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, well. Yeah, anyways, yeah. But no, it's, it was a fun tra- tractor, though. As far as events, you don't get to meet as many people. <laughs> in terms of invitationals, right? No. It's, it's a freaking it's grind. Like a little, that yeah, was a hard a little different this year too, where you had a lot of people that you know, like a lot of people skipped the dinner Saturday, which you know. But I thought all in all, they did a good job of having things spread out and different. Act, like Thursday, just a few different activities to keep people moving around. And like Patrick said, I think everybody I felt pretty safe all weekend. Yeah, but no, it's 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 a super it's a super fun event, but it's a grind. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, keeps it's, that is a grind. The, the pressure keeps building up and building up. Like, I was thinking, oh, you know what? Maybe I'd bring my dad next year. And it's like, oh, my dad would freaking hate this. Unless he played great, you know, and then he loved But, I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. There's there's not a lot of pressure if you don't play great. Um, yeah, if you have to – well, my dad's not going to be drinking a ton. But, like, if you have to tee off at 7.30 or 8.20. Oh. Yeah. You really want to play those when you play in the morning. That would Even suck. if you're not, like, in it in that – like in contention or something still that last day for a lot of people, like if you're not used to tournament golf, it's like, shit, I got to play my own ball on every hole. Right. You know? And I mean, that double is still a lot of shots. Like, yeah. Like I got to try to get my ball in the hole and, you know, net double or better. Yeah. It's a really fun event. Chuck, did you have any net doubles? Take a few. Yeah. 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 Paul, Paul, you didn't, you guys, you, when we played with you guys played uh best ball, Bogey free. Our grow, yeah. So the gross is one out of two balls the last two days only. But yeah, so yeah, we're bogey free. We we had we made one bogey the last day. So you, so you made one fault, one bogey best ball last two days. That was pretty impressive. It, yeah. Jimmy was like 69, 69, 68, something like that. You shot sixty eight on Saturday. Pretty damn. Oh, you that sixty nine last year. Yeah. So that's a nice little run. I don't know. It's we're just. We just get comfortable out there the last day for whatever reason. But so Kevin Falconer won the thing. Congratulations to him and his partner. Also, his partner's a Chaska Town Course guy. Do you know him, Rhino? I don't know what the guy's name was. I don't know. No. Okay. I know so, Falconer though. But he, we should check if Falconer's alive. Yeah, um, I talked to McKesson on uh, RM on Sunday, and he was like. Yeah, Falconer, I think, basically fell off the bar stool. They had to pull him out. And I go, when you win, you can do those kinds of things. Yeah, fuck yeah, he can. Yeah, it was like, and it was like, dude, at like maybe 10 o'clock. That's awesome. Well, that's, Good for him. That's late awesome. for some people. I got the video. I'm holding it for blackmail. He kept spitting on the floor. <laughs> okay, COVID. Yeah, and then like, and then Aurora's. And he can't keep his head up and he keeps like teetering backwards. We finally get him to go sit down. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there next to him, like just talking, like, you know, hey, like, you guys should get a ride home sooner than later. Like, this is, I've never seen Kev this drunk, but they're having a good time. And you know what's bad when Tractor's the voice? Tractor's the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're all in outer space. So, yeah. Yeah. And so we're, I'm sitting there and I have like a glass in front of me and he's, you know, sitting next to me and just face dives into the glass, into the bar face. And he's like, he just gets up like, whoa, dude, get him out. Like, he's got it. We got to get him out, like, before you kick everyone out of here. And he goes, did I just faint? And we're like, uh, sure. <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> you need to go home. The guy driving's like, can someone get me a bag for me pukes in two minutes? 
I've got the vest. Uh, he was so, like I yeah yeah I talked to him right. He was you could tell he was jacked though. So that was his first. Oh, yeah. So he's like a one point five ish or something like that. And that was his first. Uh, he's been in Hazel team for five six years maybe. That was his first round of par or better. He shot even. So yeah. it was awesome. He played really well. That's so, sweet. So what do you guys think that like I feel like if I'm playing tournament golf. I'm going to get way more drunk afterwards if I play really good than if I play really bad. Like, you know, you'd think that like, oh, I played bad and I'm miserable. I made a drink. But like when you play really good under all that stress, like, am I the only one on that or is it just like to drink? I just like to drink. I don't really know Tracker's well, answer is it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was, I was really asking Rhino because I know what his answer is going to be. You know what Tractor's answer is going to no, be? No, you're – well, no. Well, I guess I, I guess I'm interested to see what yours is. I know what my opinion I, I think I'm with yours you, is. Moose, like if, if you play really bad or something, or especially if you were in contention and play really bad, it's like, I'm just like, get me out of here. Now, yeah. I'm not going yeah. to just leave right away, but like, you know, after winning last year, it's like I know I had a, you know, a few more drinks last year than this year. But So I'm, I'm the oddity here. I'm 1 million percent when, <laughs> when I play bad. That's that's the scar tissue. That's the memory buildup. So I, I gotta I gotta medicate. Oh my god, Rhino, that's what? hilarious. Because no, honestly, I, winning, like I mean, winning's win. great. Winning is no. an awesome feeling. It's really really good, and you you always remember it. But you you remember, and there's always takeaways, like like super stupid takeaways. I can only imagine what it's like for these guys on tour, like that are out there with a putt to win a PGA event, and they fucking think back to like the Sacramento city open or some bullshit like that, because that, that truly does happen. Like if you're in the heat of battle and you've got something that's a little unnerving, like you, you will, your mind just tends to go back to like, I've kind of had a shot like this before. I've kind of hit a putt like this. Let's fucking make it. That definitely happens. Like you get in the heat of battle and like you're your own best friend. But if you fuck up, if you do something stupid, you three boot from eight feet or you fucking try and putt from 30 yards out, something like that, like that's that that can haunt you for a little bit. And like that, that is what you take away and you wear that hard versus victory. And then and, and once you taste victory and like especially like the same kind of victory, then it, you just kind of assume that it's going to happen. And if it doesn't, then no big deal. But if you lose in a fucking catastrophic way, ooh, that's way worse. That's so much worse. You get way more drunk after a victory than you do after a loss. No, I'm saying I think after a loss, you get way more drunk. That you're grinding so hard all day long, you might even skip a drink at one of the turns because you're like, shit, I've got things going. I need Oh, to get you're talking going. about like on the course? Just like after it's all done. Like, I thought we were talking celebration. Uh, no, we were talking both, but like like you're you're grinding so hard all day long. Because you're in it. If you're not in it, you're not grinding that hard, right? Like maybe, if, like you said, you're grinding and like you lose on the last hole. Yes. But I feel like you've been at your finest on the nights that you win because you like, A, you like were grinding it out and yeah. you were successful and you're like, yep, now it's time to let go. Do you disagree? I, I, I do. I still okay. do. Yeah. Okay. So like, so... I think I don't know if it's well documented, but I think I think Justin Thomas, being a Kentucky boy, pretty well documented that he likes to imbibe and enjoy a bourbon now and again. Mm-hmm. I would guess when he lost to Morikawa, what was that? Three weeks ago at the workday, four weeks ago, he he probably hit it hard, way harder than just winning last week. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. I, 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 I can see it. Yeah. I, it, if your question is truly like, when do you kind of need to like blow off steam? It's a, I, I honestly think it's after a loss versus a win. Unless it's like a life-changing major. It, unless it's truly something that's like, like when Beamer won an O2, something that's like, okay, this wasn't really on my radar. Yeah, no, no, no. I get that. And, you know, maybe I was thinking it's just like, you know, like when you have bad rounds, you don't really want to stick around and talk to people for very long. But when you win and you've been grinding out, like everybody's probably wanting to like talk to you and everybody's buying you drinks. So I was thinking maybe there'd be more like the level of drunk that you get after a win is way more significant than after a loss is what I it's, think. But it's a better drunk, no doubt. But the best <laughs> Fair enough. The best play is just be like Tractor. <laughs> just, just all the time, regardless. Just rock and roll. Yeah. And be an 11 or 12. playing golf. I'm not sure what you guys are talking about. Exactly. The only time I'm stressed out is when a parking lot or a road is next to me. <laughs> Whether that's 70 yards or 75 yards. Yeah. Let's just be honest. I'm probably going to shoot between 82 and 86, no matter where they play in the effing country. It doesn't matter. Well, that about does it for the PGA Championship edition of Nice Shot Pods. I can't thank Patrick Hunt and Rich Beam enough for coming on the podcast and talking to us a little bit about the tournament coming up. Thank you guys for listening. Please write some reviews on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. Follow us on Twitter. Send Tractor some stupid memes. He likes that stuff a lot. Again, thanks for listening. Good luck this week. And be sure to join fantasynational.com slash pods for the best stats in the business.